the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Friday, February the 11th, 2022, in the year of our Lord. Today, on February 11th, 2013, with a few words in Latin, Pope Benedict XVI, he did what no pope had done in more than 500 years. He announced his resignation. It was just kind of a normal little meeting from what I've read in the morning. Yeah, he said he was resigning. It came during a routine meeting of Vatican Cardinals. He was 85 years old. As you know, Pope Francis succeeded him. Today in 660 B.C., tradition says that Japan was founded as Jimmu ascended to the throne as the country's first emperor. Today in 1847, Thomas Edison was born in Milan, Ohio. Today in 1975, Margaret Thatcher was elected leader of Britain's opposition conservative party. She would later become prime minister. As you know, she and Ronald Reagan were very close friends, very close allies. Today in 1979, followers of Ayatollah Khomeini seized power in Iran. Today in 2006, Vice President Dick Cheney accidentally shot and wounded Harry Whittington. They were buddies. They were quail hunting in Texas. And um, that story went around the world. Dick Cheney later said that's the only time anything like that had ever happened to him. He um, Maybe Dick Cheney should focus a little more on his daughter right now, but that's a different matter. Today in 2020, the World Health Organization gave the official name of COVID-19 to the disease that was caused by the coronavirus that had emerged from Wuhan, China. The problem with that was that even the press was calling it Wuhan because we have always identified these viruses, the Nile virus, the Zika virus, Ebola. We've always identified these viruses from the place that they originated, where they were first found. I mean, that's just been the way it was. But, oh no, not this time. China put the arm on the World Health Organization and said, oh no, you don't. The world is not going to call this the Wuhan virus. It's going to call it something else, and you better come up with a name. I mean, that's I'm paraphrasing, but that was the message. The message was um, received very gladly because that guy, Tedro, that heads up the World Health Organization, was put in that job. He wanted it very badly. He was put in that job with China's influence a couple of years ago and their money. So, of course, he said, yes, of course, this is not the Wuhan virus. It has nothing to do with Wuhan, and we'll call it something else. And he created COVID, COVID-19, in place of Wuhan. Ten years ago today, pop singer Whitney Houston, she was 48 years old, she was found dead in a hotel room bathtub. 
in Beverly Hills, California. Very sad. A girl that grew up in church singing in the choir. Probably had one of the greatest voices of any singer, any time. But a sad ending. One year ago today, at the Senate impeachment trial, former President Donald Trump, Democrats said, they, in fact, they said, pounding their fist on the lectern, they said that Donald Trump incited the attack on the U.S. Capitol. They said he was in touch by phone with people at the riot on the day that it happened. Interestingly enough, one year later, to the day, NBC, of all people, NBC is reporting this morning that there were no phone calls made between President Trump and anyone at the Capitol during that period. But nobody cares because what I remember is that Donald Trump was on the phone telling those people what to do. Seattle man who punched two police officers during last year's demonstration at the U.S. Capitol. He was sentenced to six months imprisonment yesterday at the Justice Department. That was kind of a milestone. It's the largest federal investigation in American history at this point, and it continues. Mark Leffingwell, I'm not sure where he lives in Washington State, but it's not important. What's important is that you know Mark Leffingwell, he's a 52-year-old military veteran who was wounded in Iraq. He was at this event, and uh, he is at least the 100th person to be sentenced after pleading guilty to the Capitol riot-related charge, according to Associated Press this morning. You know, whether it's a baker losing his business in Colorado for standing strong on his beliefs about marriage, or a florist in Richland declining to use her gifts to celebrate a marriage that in God's eyes is not a marriage, or if it's a football player in Bremerton, or football coach in Bremerton, fired for briefly kneeling in silent prayer on the field, or a flight attendant at SeaTac for sharing her personal faith because someone asked her about it and was fired. The free exercise of religion and religious liberty is on a slippery slope. It's sliding toward tyranny, I believe. Religious liberty is, is listed first in the Bill of Rights and is protected by four clauses of the First Amendment. If it's lost, then all freedoms will be lost politically. Ronald Reagan wisely said, <clears throat> quote, Freedom is a fragile thing. It's never more than one generation away from extinction. How we bring this generation along in our beliefs, politically and even more importantly, spiritually, matters to the future. Abraham Lincoln talked about that. Many of our other presidents have talked about it. Ronald Reagan mentioned it several times during his presidency. Freedom is a fragile thing. It's never more than one generation away from extinction. John Adams talked about that in the beginning of this country. He said, but a constitution, John Adams, one of our founding fathers, but a constitution of government once changed from freedom can never be restored. Liberty once lost is lost forever. Was he a pessimist? No, he was a realist. He had studied, he and the others who founded this country and Several of them wrote the Constitution. They had studied history, and they had studied the course of human events in history, and they knew 
from their studies and from their knowledge, collectively. They knew that no other nation had had the freedom that we were about to experience in America due to these founding fathers and their insights, particularly spiritual insights. But they knew that every other every other nation in history had been on a somewhat similar historical curve. And every one of them had started out with good intentions, not all of them, but many of them, had started out with good intentions. But over time, broken, sinful human nature takes over and destroys a culture. Unless that culture can remain focused on godly, the God of the Bible, not Mohammed, but godly principles. And that's how America started, and we have been the most blessed, the most prosperous, the most free. We've experienced more liberty in greater measure than any nation in the history of the world. But John Adams warned. His son was listening, John Quincy, who also became president. He was listening. He, too, quoted his dad and quoted that wisdom. A constitution of government once changed from freedom can never be restored. Liberty once lost is lost forever. Legislation that would ban the sale of gun magazines with a capacity for more than 10 rounds in Washington State passed late Wednesday. Senators voting 28 to 20 to advance the bill. Senate Bill 5078 does not bar gun owners from possessing high-capacity magazines. It would prohibit sales, attempted sales, and distribution within the state. Should this legislation be approved, I believe it will be this time, maybe not, but it looks like it will. They keep trying this. If it Should it be approved in the House, Governor Jay Inslee's signature... It'll become the, with his signature, it'll become the 10th state to place restrictions on high-capacity magazine sales. Attorney General Bob Ferguson, always present when the camera is, he said that he requested such legislation in each session since 2017 and most recently cited several studies, he said, that concluded similar bans were effective in reducing deadly mass shootings. How do they know how many more people were going to be killed if they would have had more bullets? I'm just asking. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not smart like Bob Ferguson. But how does he know that? And how do they know that, these studies? I don't know. What I do know is that human nature is broken. And we, are, we have a propensity toward sin, not toward righteousness. That's why the Bible says, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. You can extrapolate from that truth that where the Spirit of the Lord is not, there is not liberty. And that's the battle that we feel in our world today. That's the tension. That's the pulling. That's what so many people who love our country and love God go to bed at night and worry and fret, and maybe get up in the morning with the same worries and fretting. That's why Moses wrote these words, Be strong and of good courage, fear not, 
nor be afraid of them. For the, for the Lord thy God, he it is that doeth good with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. That's the word of the Lord. And that's the most important thing that I have to say today. But there are other things that I want to share with you today. The um, I've been keeping you up with the truckers and uh, in Canada. It's a big deal. I mean, it's all over the world. Man, it's a, the headlines. You, you see it in Australia and across Europe and, and even in Africa. I've seen it on some, on some front pages of, of, of newspapers. And uh, in all languages, they're all basically saying the same thing. They're saying, what's going on here? Let's learn more about this. There's a thirst for freedom and liberty in, in the heart and soul of every person because God created us to be free, not to be in bondage. This protest started late January. It was a demonstration by truckers. I talked about it the day it started. Federal government's requirement for cross-border truck drivers to be vaccinated. It has grown into much more than vaccinations and masks. The politicians who are whimpering in the side on the sidelines now, the progressive ones so-called, they're trying to make this about masks and mandates. It is about that, but it's about a lot more than that. Vehicle convoys of these big trucks came to Ottawa on January 29th, and many of them have stayed in the city since then. Other trucks and vehicles are parked by Parliament Hill. Oh, they're not. They're being trying to be cat. They, they've kind of backed off that, but the press, particularly the American press, but Canadian press as well, and other, Australia and, and elsewhere, Europe, they've been trying to cast these guys as really bad guys, as tyrants, trying to disrupt the flow of government and disrupt people's lives. It's not right. It's not fair, and on and on. Well, that's not true, because the more of these truckers that the press talks to, the more you see that they're just ordinary people who work hard for a living, and that living has been taken away or greatly reduced by government policies that are put in place by people who have no clue how the real world works. Trudeau is an outstanding example. His statue should be placed in front of every institution with a plaque under it that says, don't be like this. This guy has no connection to reality. But I digress. The protest has continued. And these guys have now truckers across the country, not just in Ottawa, but elsewhere in Canada, is emerging. I've talked about that on this program. Well, (laughs) the government of the province of Ontario in Canada yesterday successfully sought a court order to freeze over $8 million in funds made to the Freedom Convoy on yet another platform. As you know, they people started sending them money. It was, I don't know, $8, 10000000 million. We've talked about it on the program here. But they, they said it was sending it through GoFundMe. So GoFundMe froze because they didn't politically agree with this movement toward freedom and liberty. So they froze all of these millions of dollars. And at first, GoFundMe said, well, we'll just give these to some charities of our choice and we'll know then it's handled correctly and so on. I I imagine some of those would have been like Planned Parenthood and whatever. But anyway, there was such an outrage overnight about that and about the fact that they had frozen the funds that they backed off 
And they said, well, you know, we'll just send all the money back to all of the donors. Well, that has been stopped as well. But guess who stepped up? This organization called Give, Send, Go. It's a Christian organization. And they, they're basically like GoFundMe. But Christians have been using them for Christian purposes or you know, conservative, but primarily a, a mostly Christian, and they're a Christian-owned uh, operation. So the truckers then started telling people, and other people told other people, and and through the grapevine, so to speak, that, hey, you can give to these truckers through this give, send, go. So yesterday they come out, the Canadian government comes out, and Joe Biden, in truth, is cheering these guys on to the best of his ability to cheer, uh, to, to say, keep doing what you're doing. I support you and we'll be there for you and so on. I mean, he's all in on this thing. I think he's afraid it's going to happen in the United States and there's people planning it as we speak, but we'll see how it works out. But anyway, these guys tried to freeze, give, send, go yesterday. And Give, Send, Go is not having any part of it. They came out with a tweet immediately and said, all funds for every, all in capital letters, every, campaign on Give, Send, Go flow directly to the recipients of those campaigns, not the least of which is the Freedom Convoy campaign. They also said that, know this, exclamation point. Canada has, they're based in the United States as, as the, uh, the other organization is, but they said, uh, know this, Canada has absolutely zero, in capital letters, jurisdiction over how we manage our funds here at Give, Send, Go. Well, God bless them. They've hired some attorneys to fight on behalf of the truckers and anybody else that's wanting to give money to the truckers. And they say they're going to get that money through to them. They're going to put it in their pocket for the purpose that it was intended as it was given. And that's where things are as of this morning. In fact, there's talk now. I don't know if they're going to act on this, but there's talk now. It's a, this is a big deal. It's a, it's, an, it's a global event. There's talk now that uh, while this Ontario court order is pending, it may be difficult for the funds to reach the truckers still. They're not sure. I mean, they don't know what the government's going to do. Uh, the new uh, platform that the, that's being used now to send these new millions of dollars to these truckers to, you know, just to sustain them while they do what they do. But um, what they're saying now is that they there's people looking into it, I'm told, that there is no way that the Canadian government or the U.S. government can intercept or freeze funds if they're distributed through a decentralized cryptocurrency like Bitcoin. And um, I, boy, I, I'll tell you, or they're looking at other privacy coins like Monero and Zcash and uh, Pirate Chain. All of these are being looked at now. For I mean, these people are absolutely serious about freedom and liberty. These truckers, I love those guys. The press has done their best. I mean, they've broken their back to find some person that seems like a radical. And there's two or three of them they've been able to isolate in this mass of thousands of people and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of trucks and the drivers of those trucks. 
and most of them are just ordinary people. Many of them have served in the military, the Canadian military. They're just wanting freedom. What they fought for as a better, as a military person, and what they want now as a civilian, just freedom to do their job. And this, of course, has been stifled, but there's now a lot of conversation as though none of this has happened up to now about, well, science is telling us now that maybe it's time in Canada. Science is telling us that maybe now is the time to take off the masks and let these guys drive across the border and do all this stuff. Oh, boy, I'll tell you. I don't know. I don't know how people survive that know what's going on if they're not a Christian. I really don't. It's an amazing, amazing story. We'll keep you updated on that. I'm sure more things will happen over the weekend. I'll I'll bring you up to speed on that on Monday morning because it's, this is a big deal. I knew it would be when I first saw it happening. I just knew in my in my my gut, my spirit. I knew these truck drivers were were very serious. They weren't angry. They weren't going to Ottawa and elsewhere in Canada to break things. They just wanted their God given God given liberty, and that's what most people across America want. And I think we're going to see, I think we're going to see this demonstrated in the elections this year. I think the progressives, the elites. I think they're going to be, well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But if things stay as they are, it's going to be an incredibly um, disappointing election for the far left, I think, coming up. We'll see. A lot of time between now and then. What matters is what God wants. And wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. And wherever we who serve him, and walk with him. When we accept Jesus Christ as Savior, he comes into our hearts and lives and changes us. We are broken sinners saved by grace. But the Spirit of the Lord lives within us as we accept Christ as our personal Savior. And wherever we go, the Spirit of the Lord goes. And that is what brings about true liberty and freedom. That's why we contend for that every day on this program. And I want to thank all of you who support us. We need your support each day, each month. Our budget just marches on. Boy, it's like like an army of tin soldiers, and it keeps going. But there are those out listening to me as we speak who support this program. And I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. And if you don't support it, but you feel what we're doing is of, of value, and should be on the air, I encourage you to join us with your contribution and your support. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. You can go to our website as well, faithandfreedom, A-N-D, freedom, all one word, dot U-S, and you can contribute there as well, and you'll see a lot of information on our website. One thing that you will see if you go on it today is a story that's titled, I write an article every day that's published pretty widely, actually. It's Undercover Moms Take on Private Schools. That's the title of it. I want to just touch on this today because I want to make you aware of this. We talk a lot about, and we will going forward, talk a lot about public education here in the United States. 
We're not in Canada now. We're in the U.S., okay? So anyway, there's a growing group of moms from across America and from across the political spectrum, and this is what caught my attention. They've created this covert network. They call it a covert network. It kind of is. It's dedicated to combating critical theory pedagogy, which includes critical race theory, in all of the schools that are accredited by the National Association of Independent Schools, NAIS, and that's important. They're setting out to destroy what one mother calls the head of the snake. This is not a religious organization of of women. It's just a bunch of women, mothers, highly educated, some of them quite wealthy. In fact, some of them have been max donors to the Democrat Party, to Hillary, to Obama, to Biden, But all of a sudden, they've had an awakening. And I think that's an important part of this story. I don't have time to get into all of it today, and I thought I probably would not. So I wrote an article that's pretty extensive about it. And I would encourage you to go to faithandfreedom.us and read that. But it's an amazing story. It was an exclusive story that was broken by uh, Breitbart News. And I use them as a a source, of course. And uh, then I, I have a lot of my own commentary in the in the article. But these undercover mothers believe that, and they're detailing what they see as this effort of the elite, and, and they themselves have been a part of that. Uh, many of them, not all, but many of them have, of the private school kids of Marxist ideology. And some of the things that we say on this program repeatedly, they're saying now, and they have been by their own testimony. I mean, several of them are saying we gave the maximum amount we could give to Hillary Clinton and to Joe Biden and to Barack Obama. In fact, one woman in the article, and I quote her in this article, uh, she said one mother, and she's from New York, I think, she said when Donald Trump ran in 2016, she said, I laughed and thought it was a joke and all of my friends and I laughed it up. We said, we can't believe he's running for president. She said, in 2020, I voted for him. She had a political transformation. It's an intriguing story, and it's very informative. So I would encourage you to read it. But as I said, it's it's fairly lengthy. I mean, it's, it takes five minutes to read it that we don't have now. But clearly, some of these mothers are not necessarily coming from a biblical worldview, at least not yet, but they have the perspective of a biblical worldview. <clears throat> they love their children. They know education in general is going down a very destructive path, and they're doing all they can to fix it. I thought of, as I, I read some of their comments, I, I thought of Isaiah chapter 54, verse 13, and all thy children shall be taught of the Lord, and great shall be the peace of thy children. I think this story also tells us, it shows us, that even those who are not necessarily seeking after righteousness, who maybe don't necessarily know the Lord in a personal way, even they, their hearts are being turned toward righteousness, toward godly principles, toward Judeo-Christian principles, upon which this nation was founded and upon which a successful life is founded upon Jesus Christ. So it's a it's an intriguing story and I, I just there's a lot of information there and so I would I'm just encouraging you to read it. It doesn't impact us one way or the other if you 
read it or not, but I think it's very helpful, and so I would encourage you to do so. And once again, let me say thank you for listening. Thank you for your notes, your kind words, and thank you for your support. Have a great weekend. I'll see you right here on Monday. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.